Coming to you from the Dressing Room Studios in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. Tonight, hot and ready everything, pies, slices, everything, everything your heart desires, pizza. What else but pizza? And to join me discussing pizza in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Hi, Bobby. I'd like to go back to dressing room studios for a moment, if we can. Oh, no, I I don't think we're going to dwell on it. I think we're just going to roll with it. No, I think we're going to talk about it. Because when you said it, what I thought was salad dressing room. So I'm imagining you in a room that's full of different kinds of salad dressing. I mean, let's before we talk about it, let's make sure that we welcome our other co-host for the evening into the conversation in the Money Pit Studios in Detroit-style Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening. I don't care about introducing me. I need to talk about salad dressing room studios. Thank you. (laughs) It is not a salad dressing room. It's a dressing room. And uh, I'm happy to dive into it. Uh, But we're going to do it quickly because there is no small talk tonight because the medium talk is urgent and we need to get to it. So we're going to do mailbag (laughs) medium talk. How You can get involved with the show. There's no... Small talk, except dressing room studios. Um, I am coming to you from the second bedroom of our two-bedroom apartment. And being this older Boston house, uh, you know, two-apartment house that this is, the bedrooms are a little small. And so Mm -hmm. we made the decision when we moved in to have one room be essentially the sleeping chamber. Ooh, how fancy. (laughs) Yes, it sounds so fancy. And that the other room would be where we would put the dressers and all the clothes. And these houses don't have a lot of closets. In fact, the fact that both of these bedrooms have any closet at all is, you know, I think legally necessary to call it a bedroom, but just barely, right? So we bought some big, heavy-duty roll up, rolling racks for all of our hanging clothes. And the dressers are in here, and those racks are in here. And so for all purposes, this is our dressing room. And as a result of making the second bedroom a dressing room, I don't have an office anymore in this apartment, which is probably good for work-life balance, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I have an office I can go to if I want to work. And so I bought the smallest table desk, uh, and I plopped it in one little corner in front of a window, and I bought one of those monitor mounts, and I mounted one monitor, and the other side has an arm for my laptop, so I can have two screens side-by-side, but one of them's the laptop. And I've got my favorite Logitech keyboard, which we've discussed before, and my mouse. And so I can use it like a docked computer when I'm in here, and my microphone, and a printer on a little side stand. But that's it. The rest of the room is dressers and clothes, and we're still unpacking. But um, it's probably going to sound great in here when we're really, really done. I was about to say, that's good for soundproofing. Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of absorption on the walls. So uh, I am coming to you from the dressing room. Yeah, but what about the salad dressing? Yeah, that's just something you heard. Like, what about, like, Catalina? Is that a big... <laughs> Russian. Like, that, was, that was big the, in my life when I was a kid. It's the Catalina dressing room mixer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds so exotic, doesn't it? It does. I'm not a Catalina guy, so we'll take... All right, quick tangent on salad dressings, I guess. Uh, <laughs> my go-tos are French, because it's basically just sweet sugar goo. Right. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I went through a French phase, I would say. Yeah, I've been going through a French phase for about 15 years, and it hasn't ended yet. Um, And then uh, red wine vinegar dressing, oil and red wine vinegar. Mm -hmm. That's my other go-to. 
And don't give me a light dressing because I don't no. want to mess Ew, with that. No, no, no. Don't waste yeah. my time. And then, of course, you know, we keep the jarred, like, really good super blue blue cheese when we can find it. It's harder to find here in Boston than it is in Buffalo and Albany uh, for dipping things. And that actually can bring it back to pizza because that's my preferred, like, crust dipping option. Uh, I'll take a good ranch if I can get it. Yeah. But I like, like ranch a on a ranch. chef salad is sure. oh, yeah. sort of sure. my pairing. So we're going to put a pin in this and have a salad dressing shower. Well, quickly. I mean, now that I've <laughs> now that I've let my dressing out of the bottle, ladies, salad dressings, quick hits. And what's your go to? Yeah, I'm not too picky. Well, I would go ranch. I would right go now? French. Oh, nothing. Nothing. I buy bagged salads these days, baby. Salad kits. Sure. Sure. I don't want any anything I actually have to buy a separate. Um, uh, when I was growing up, my mom always, almost always made a garden salad with dinner. Um, it's funny. Once she retired, she was like, absolutely not. And she hasn't made a salad <laughs> since. She's like, no, no more salads. But there was one, I think it was a craft, I think it was called Creamy Cucumber. And the whole rest of my family loved it. And so that's what we had. And I, cucumbers and I are not the best of friends. It's not like I me and like- bananas or me and melons. I'll eat it. But ugh, it was not my preference. Creamy cucumbers high on the don't Google this list. <laughs> <laughs> Private browsing mode. <laughs> Incognito on that one. Yep. But I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I, as Hillary and I say, we just need our food wet. So I'm not right. too. Right, you gotta wet your dries and dry your picky. wets. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the fact that the British call salad dressing salad cream Gross. icks me out. Gross. Gross. Yep. So yep. I don't want any salad cream. But other than that, I'm good. I do love a balsamic vinaigrette, but it has to be like a really like I like it when it's really thick. Like no store bought balsamic vinaigrette has ever satisfied hmm. that urge. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be. Like really good homemade. And I feel like that's the kind of thing Meredith would make. Yeah, I was just about to say, I if I'm going to just whip up a salad without much planning, which is something I don't do that often, I will just make dressing because it doesn't, like I don't use it fast enough in my fridge to, to get a store-bought dressing. So it'll usually be a homemade vinaigrette, which is just like going to be some nice olive oil, usually a balsamic and then whatever, I don't know. My mom made like a really great Italian um, herb blend. She got a dehydrator and so she dehydrates all of her herbs and she will make mixes and it's a really like surprisingly spicy Italian seasoning and that is really great. Like it's super simple to just kind of throw that into some oil and vinegar. So that's usually my preference if I'm at a restaurant. Um I do like a good ranch. I'm not a huge blue cheese fan, but I don't mind a blue cheese dressing because it kind of masks the funkiness of a blue cheese. Mm. Um, But I do have a soft spot in my heart for just like plain old craft Italian dressing. I think it's got like a really nice zing to it. Um, Oh, that's the oil-based one, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The one you have to shake up Mm -hmm. um, because it Mm -hmm. separates. I I think that's really good. I just dropped a link into the slack and i think this i now we have a tea she recommends um this little salad dressing shaker and of course it's an oxo brand because their stuff is fun yep um somebody got me this as a gift actually i think it was my old boss from albany a couple years ago and it is the perfect size shaker for making like dressing for one night 
Oh, nice. Easy to wash, goes right through the dishwasher. Um, I have fond memories of that glass cruet with the plastic lid for the Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we've been down this road before. I think so. Yeah, it looks familiar. Um, but uh, also, this little you, plastic guy is easy. I like him. If you just want to drink salad dressing, because you're yep. all set up with this. Yeah. I mean, I've had worse. <laughs> I tend to mix my, I have an OXO, um, it's like a silicone cup, um, measuring cup, um, and it's supposedly for melting butter, but I use it for mixing sauces of all kinds, and I just whisk it in there with a fork. So hmm. I'm a little hesitant to buy this thing, even though I love OXO and I love making salad dressing like this. Um, I have two of those cups, so it's like, yeah. do I buy one more thing? Uh, probably. Added mm-hmm. to cart. <laughs> this is not why we're here. We're here to talk about pizza. Oh, yeah. But first, Meredith, can you take us to the mailbag? Yeah, let's. Um, our question of the week uh, last week was, tell us what you love and maybe don't love about your pet. And we definitely got some responses. You guys sure love did. to talk about your pets. And I love to read about them. Also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, you need to go because a bunch of people put pictures of their pets. And you have to go there and love them all. Like yeah, this, this became law. just a just a gallery of cuteness. Yep. And I think that's great. Um, Ellen says, the warmth, the welcome homes, the snoozes, all loves for both boys. <laughs> Not so much. Younger pupper thinking I'm delicious and leaving scars to prove it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's puppies. Amanda says, pros, cute, entertaining. Cons, steel socks, won't live forever. <laughs> Crying face. <laughs> yeah, that's a big con, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, stealing socks, man. Yeah, how dare you? Thing. <laughs> hey, immortality is also scary. I'm just going to throw that out there. True. Yeah, we all Imagine if you had one of those African gray parrots that live for like 60 years. At some point, um, you're just going to get sick of that guy, Or like right? a tortoise like, or something. Oh God, would you What if they have a die? terrible habit or they swear or they say something really embarrassing? Yeah, 60 yep. years and it's just chain smoking the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. April says, pros, cuddles, entertainment gets me out of the house. Cons, training a puppy, <laughs> cleaning up poop. Yeah, training a puppy sucks. Uh, Kristen says, pros, snuggly, sweet, love hugs. Cons, maybe a little too much energy, likes to dig in the mud. <laughs> Oof. Lots of baths, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I'm, Andrea, as you read these, I'm envisioning them not about pets, but about people's, like, partners or... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's envision that. Uh, Andrea yeah. says, pros, the walks in the woods, the endless energy. Cons, fur everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That applies to husbands, yeah. That yep. would be an issue. Yep. Carolyn says, pros, Buddy is a handsome boy. He loves us both, has an overall good temperament, loves to play. Cons, he's extremely string obsessed, so I have to be careful with my jewelry supplies. Doesn't like when I leave the house, and he loves to play even when we might not want to. Mm. Yeah. That's string and obsession. That's, that's really scary. extra problem for Carolyn, given her jewelry making Yeah, and Carolyn put a picture. This is a beautiful black cat, Mm -hmm. and cats eating string is a real bad combo because that gets tangled up in their guts, and then they need surgery. So, good on you for theoretically, it would be a bad combo for anybody in string, not just cats, right? Yeah, but cats. But cats are the ones that tend to do it. 
Yeah, and also when cats start eating something, the way that their tongues work, like they can't spit it out. So it just like has to go in because <laughs> they have barbs on their tongue that face towards their. Yeah, they're I like those things you drive over laugh. when you return a rental car. Right. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so you can't go the other way. So they just keep eating whether they want to or not. Um, Sam says, Dottie will be really sweet and sit next to me on the couch. But if I sneeze or move in the wrong way, she flees as if her life is in danger. <laughs> this made me laugh, Sam, because... Uh, every time we sneeze, we apologize to Link because he does act like we have offended his ancestors and will leave. Um, if one of us has a sneezing fit at night, they will all just end up leaving. And it's like, well, like they're all in the bed and then they one by one leave with every sneeze. I mean, I'm a very loud sneezer when I'm in the privacy of my own home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see yes. offending somebody. They don't love it. Um, Elizabeth says, love my kitty so much, but hate when the older one pees on my shoes and the kitchen nope. floor. No. Nope. Uh, and yeah, I would hate that okay. too. Out. No, thank you. Uh, Lane says, the biggest pro is that my pup has done more for me than any SSRI or therapist ever has while going through bad times. I can always be my most authentic self around him, good or bad, and watching the smallest things like a car ride to get coffee give him so much joy and thus bring me a lot of happiness and remind <coughs> him to appreciate oh, the little sorry, things Link. in life. How dare you? He left mm. the room. Great. Um, Lane continues, the biggest con is the guilt whenever I do have to leave him home alone. He's not destructive in any way, but I'm also, I'm always thinking about how he just waits patiently on the bed for me to return. And it makes me feel terrible for leaving. Yeah. That guilt is real. And Lane's dog is so beautiful. He's Dalmatian. I'm always a little bit uh, wary of Dalmatians because we had a neighbor when I was like five, six, seven that had a Dalmatian that was very, I don't know if you want to aggressive, let's call it aggressive. And it was always chained up in the backyard and it would always lunge at me when Ooh, I came that's over. That's scary. Yeah. Dalmatians, Dalmatians are assholes a lot of the time. <laughs> they're, they're a high maintenance dog. Really? That's tough. Yeah. It's probably a lot of training. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with a couple that are not well trained despite a lot of effort, uh, relatives, dogs, and they basically just run that house. It's a little terrifying actually. So no, way to go being able to keep one, you know, in good, uh, yeah. in, you know. He's yeah, not a that, terror. Yeah, good work, Lane. Of course, I'm not surprised. Lane's got a head on her shoulders. And, yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, Christy says, Coda's voice is Amy Poehler's Caitlin. And then a YouTube link. Rick, 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 Rick. So good. That was a great sketch. I hadn't seen that in ages and it was really fun to rewatch it. So I appreciate that. Um, Rosemary says, I love how ridiculous and hilarious they are. I don't love cleaning litter boxes. Shrug emoji. Yeah. I'm seeing a theme emerge here. Yeah. Yeah. They shit. Yeah. They that's, do. Nobody yeah. loves it. Um, Kristen says, pros, adorable, hilarious, silly, sweet, cuddly, sometimes unconditional love. Cons, the barking. The cons section of Kristen's is really long. <laughs> <laughs> compared to the pros um the barking my god the barking i have a corgi so this is to be expected but my golden retriever growls and barks anytime he sees a dog or dog-like creature on tv even mascots <laughs> then the corgi gets going and it's just a lot also the shedding and they're very expensive and for some reason they don't live forever which is a complete and total scam 
Also, I have an 18-year-old angel who poops right next to the box. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, puppy pads on the floor for that one, Kristen. That's my best advice. Well, I guess at least it's in the vicinity of the box. You don't have to go hunting for it. They're trying. Yeah, I think that's what's going on in my house. That actually hasn't happened in several weeks. Knock on all the wood. Somebody was doing that. I think it was Little Man, and he has stopped. So That's true. I forget that in your house, you can't immediately know. So we came back from San Francisco, and there was one just right outside the box, I think just to say, fuck you for leaving. And mm -hmm. uh, because we have one very big cat and one very little cat, it's very obvious who is the culprit when things like that happen. Yeah, I can't. I would have to be witnessing the crime in progress. Um and they get fiber food because Wonky gets prescription fiber food. So I can't, I can't tell based on size either. <laughs> Not to get too gross. Too late. I think it's too late for that. Too late. Yeah. yeah. Um, and John says, can't wait for the question of the week post. So I just moved this from our show post. Oh, good. <laughs> because he put so much effort missed. into this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and have to tell you about Marlo, my delightful cat. She has been my companion for 13 years and is as great as could be dreamed of. She is a tortoiseshell calico who is very affectionate and very pushy about food. I make her chicken or pork every week for treats. Spoiled, I know. Mm -hmm. Frankly, she is pushy about affection, too. It's adorable. I mean, She's attuned our, go on, Ira Glass. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> chicken right? and your pork. Well, at least it's not kangaroo, kangaroo and seal yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> seal meat uh she is attuned to my feelings in a way that i didn't imagine and sought to comfort me when i felt even the slightest bit bad i love her immensely and need more help for her passing not gone yet just 13 than for anyone else i totally got jeremy eyed for writing this oh john look you wonky's know, 17 and yeah. is not slowing down she like she probably has many years ahead of her if you're taking such good care of her like that but you also you can't let it sneak up on you either right no i mean i've been preparing for wonky to go for like if she doesn't like come up to the door in the morning i'm like uh oh uh oh uh oh <laughs> like i'm just, you know every morning i'm just like prepared if i hear her scratching i'm a little bit relieved um so yeah you do sort of have to mentally prepare yourself yeah matt's dog conrad is is getting up there to that point when they're like, oh, my God, what, you know, what are we going to do? My mom and I, Matt listens to the show, so <laughs> here's something Matt didn't know. Is my mom and I have had conversations about, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do when that dog yeah. dies? <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to be basket cases. Well, And rightfully so. He's lovely dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It's it's an indescribable horror when a pet goes, but it's something that we sign up for, right? We know this is going to happen. They're going to outlive, or we're going to outlive them, <laughs> um, ideally, and I mean, we just have to deal with it. Right. And giving them a great life. Yeah. And this is a serious conversation we could have, but we already have a serious conversation to have, which is about pizza. All right, yep. all right. I'll, leave, I'll read the last one. Let's, let's is, keep our priorities in order. Yeah, okay. Gregory says, I texted him because he didn't put it on Facebook because he's behind listening. Um, and he said, Slacker. I know. He said, I love all the kitties. Even the stuff I hate, I don't blame them for it. I'd love for them to be not so food obsessed, though. <laughs> Which is true. Like, it kind of, their desire for breakfast kind of ruins our lives. So I'd like nice. for myself to not be so food obsessed. Like, yeah, yeah. right. How can I criticize <laughs> some other creature <laughs> for it? <laughs> 
Uh, the heart wants what the heart <laughs> yeah. wants. Speaking of food obsessed. Yeah, really. Yes. Here we go. Um, medium talk this week is about the process of pizza perfectation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A word that I thought I invented, but did not. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You you landed on something that was even better than a made-up word, which is an actual word. Um, I forget how we actually started talking about pizza, but just realized that it's one of these like things that's in everyone's life, and we just hadn't really ever analyzed it this deeply before, which is funny considering all the years we had Mike at our disposal. True. Yeah, to really. actually not. It occurred to me after we came up with this show topic that I guess this one's, we'll dedicate this one to Mike, maybe just, you know, yeah. the original in our eyes anyway, Mr. Slice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although, honestly, I am not that hot on Papa John's pizza. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not either. Uh, or Papa John, even though he's not Papa John yes, anymore, but Papa like, John personally. Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, he was our, our expert, our man on the inside. With yep. pizza. And so yep. I think the point is that there's so many different ways to take and enjoy and make pizza. We realized that there was something to mind there, mainly because we started talking about it and then realized we had talked about it long enough that we probably should just stop and make the show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whenever well, we get into conversations and I am going to say something and then I'm like, wait, this is good. This is content. Yeah. Save it. Right. Keep your powder dry. So we're going to break down our, our pizza fascinations, the things we like, what we do, where we get it, how we make it, what we eat, what we don't like, etc. We realized there was an entire genre, an entire genre of pizza <laughs> that we didn't get into until we were just about to record, which is frozen pizza, which is a whole different animal. Yeah. So um, let's start with a conversation about the definition of pizza and what is included in pizza. And and you were controversial on Tuesday Well, when we were talking about this it, right out the gate with Calzone talk. It's a little bit like oh this is so reductive I'm very sorry to the country of Mexico but like okay let's say Tex-Mex it's like six ingredients and you just rearrange the way that you combine them and present them right? Tacos, yeah. burritos, whatever. Pizza is Mexican kind of pizza. like that. Yeah Mexican pizza well I have thoughts <laughs> on that um but like, is calzone a pizza? It's just a folded over pizza, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. What else would it be, though? Well, there's ricotta in a good calzone. That doesn't. I mean, you can get ricotta on a pizza, but it's not like a traditional. I, I'm not really going to fight the other side of this because I don't have a strong opinion about it. But I just thought it was. I thought it was hot out the gate to say that calzones <laughs> are pizza. I think that that's <laughs> that's tough. I don't know. Well, I think more mm. about. Like, what are the ingredients that make a pizza? You need a crust. You need a sauce. You need, do you need a cheese? There are, do you need a red sauce? There are white sauce pieces. Do you, do you need you a need sauce of some cheese? sort? Yeah. I've asked before about is vegan pizza pizza? Because if cheese is, is an essential ingredient on pizza, I mean, I know we call it vegan cheese, but it's not. Right? We just call it vegan cheese to give it an association so that we know what it's substituting for. But vegan cheese is not a dairy product, which is an essential component of cheese. Now I'm getting further and further into the weeds. <laughs> but what I'm saying <laughs> is I, vegan pizza pizza. I can't believe I just, ooh, pizza pizza. I, I can't believe <laughs> that I just Googled 
what is pizza? And now I feel like that scene in Office Space when they're looking up money laundering in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had vegan pizza without cheese, and it's like fine, but it's kind of joyless. Right. Um, and I'm not I'm not even saying that like just like all it, of vegan stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that it that it can't be good. I'm just saying that is it pizza? We've chosen to call vegan pizza pizza again. Oh God, the Little Caesars is just <laughs> coming up. But 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 is it? But is it? What what makes? I mean, a pizza I think pizza pizza is what a dough mm-hmm. with toppings, and I guess the toppings can be whatever. Like it can be cheese or not cheese. I don't think it requires cheese. Yeah. Okay. This well, then cheese and crackers are pizza. Because crackers are made of a dough and they've got a topping on them. Yeah. No, because they're not cooked together when you have cheese and crackers. That's <laughs> that's that's a stretch. And so, uh, I mean, Wikipedia, which is obviously the authority for these things, cites a usually round, although obviously Apple not pie is round, has a dough, Flat is cooked with its topping. Leavened wheat dough. Apple galette. Wheat-based dough. Well, they're not leavened. There's no yeast in apple pie. <laughs> Well, this is quickly turning into like when they do dessert pizza and it's got like, you know, random sweet right. toppings on Strawberry it. Strawberry yeah. and chocolate sauce and cream right. cheese and base. Well, there's cheese. So. I, I guess. Baked at a high temperature, traditionally in a wood-fired oven. And I know this is the thing, like if we get some Italian in here, they're going to say like... It shouldn't even have sauce on it, or it shouldn't even have this on it, or whatever, depending on where the traditional whatever is. But right there is I mean, I, there is the problem of falling too deeply into a, the constriction of of defining something, and yeah, maybe just loosen up a little bit, Anne. Right. But I just want to know what are we talking about here? I'm actually more concerned that there's a disambiguation page for pizza. <laughs> Are you referring to the 2005 film Pizza starring Kyle Sparks and Ethan Embry? Usually. Are you referring to Pizza the Hut, a fictional character from the film Spaceballs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that part when he picks off his own topping and eats Ew. it. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, uh, whatever it is, we're going to be talking, I think, primarily about the American-ish standard dough, baked cheese, sauce, and toppings, roughly. Hell zones. I'll let you have it. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it, but I don't know that we're going to get much into hell zone talk unless what you're going to What about a zone? Passioned. Isn't that a branded, isn't that just a branded p- calzone? I pizza. I don't even know what it is. <clears throat> it is. The pizzone <laughs> is a Still pizza on Wikipedia. Thing. No, I, I googled pizzone which is getting closer to things that you should use an incognito window for mm-hmm. again. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never had a Pizzone. So the the closest I come to getting Pizza Hut, uh, which really doesn't exist in many places out here, um, there's at Target in Watertown, not far from here, they've got the little... Pizza Hut pizzas, the little round personal pan ones personal under pans. a hot lamp. Yep. Oh yeah. And I have to confess that after, if I end, if I have to go to Target, I may occasionally try to do it in the early afternoon so that I can sit in my car and just be a sad fat guy eating a <laughs> personal pan. What do you mean have to go to Target? It's like a vacation for me. Well, right, but like, 
I may strategically, if I have to like run an errand, try to do it on a Tuesday at one thirty, mm. so that I can sit in my car listening to podcasts, eating this pizza, and pretending that this is okay. All right, I, I like it, it. Is okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to yeah. eat in the car, but I mean, you do you. That's cool. Well, this is this is a destruction of the evidence. If it doesn't make it home, I never ate it. So True. like, yeah, it doesn't it in go the car, in the trash. Throw it out. Of, Throw it out in the garbage can next to one of those giant red balls. They have to keep you from running into the store. <laughs> yes. And then I was there the other day, and they put the holiday wraps on the giant red balls, the red and oh, green holiday yeah. wraps. <laughs> yep. We're in full Christmas mode already. Oh, yep, yeah. We sure are. Absolutely. Well, we didn't get Pizza Hut much growing up, but its involvement with the Book It program sure. was, Ooh, I think, really a benefit for for Pizza Hut, I would say when I, I I was too old for it by the time we, you know, came back to the United States. So it's only an elementary school thing, right? Yeah. Nobody cared that you know how to read. Yeah. yeah. By the time you get to seventh grade, they really <laughs> they're like you can <laughs> sort of expected that yeah. you can read. But but the only time we went to Pizza Hut was to celebrate the book it achievements and get said personal pan pizza, and the Pizza Hut salad bar is really a thing. Was that has really to be a dead thing by now, right? Like that can't be. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I like chocolate anymore. pudding in the salad bar. I do love a good <sighs> salad bar, and they're hard to find now, especially yep. to sit down. Like, it's something to go to the grocery store with, like the good, mm-hmm. fancy, whatever, and then pay ten dollars a pound for it. <laughs> right. It's lettuce. How much can it weigh? And then That's, it's like right forty six dollar salad, and you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit. This is how Froyo gets you too. Yep. yep. Uh, do we need to debate the definition of pizza anymore or no, define it any more than that? I I'd mean, and not. obviously, I so was we're just being drill, provocative. Right. We're going to drill down on restaurants that prepare pizza, making pizza at home, and as we realized at the last minute here, frozen pizza. Yep. I'm not missing any major categories, am I? Probably. <laughs> well, let's hope not. And tell us your pizza history. My mom makes homemade pizza. And this is where the pizza purists would probably turn up their noses because it's not a thin crust with the leopard spotting from the 500 degree oven. She makes the dough in the bread machine and it's always been kind of a thick, uh, chewy crust. Mm -hmm. More, a more bready crust than a pizza-y crust, but it's got the sauce, it's got the cheese, and she used to make it quite often when we were growing up. The regular pizza is just had like ham and half olives because Matt wouldn't eat olives growing up, and I don't remember what the other, maybe pepper sometimes. So pretty standard pizza toppings. And then if she was going to get fancy, she would make the goat cheese uh, God, what else was on there? Goat cheese and sun-dried tomato, mm. which, you know, for the more refined palates. But um, the thing about our homemade pizza is it's our Christmas Eve meal, which started back when we were kids uh, because it's quick and easy for my mom to make and it's quick and easy for the kids to do the dishes. And then we go open presents. That's a great idea. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a traditional Christmas meal, no. but I love it. Chris- it Christmas so Eve sense. pizza is what we yeah. did every year, probably for decades now. And so she still makes homemade pizza every once in a while when I go over to see her, and and that was mostly what we did growing up. Now, 
as a kid, I did not appreciate this, of course, because I just wanted Domino's. You know, I just wanted greasy pepperoni delivery pizza. And we would try to like finagle our parents and be like, oh, but it would just be mom wouldn't have to cook dinner if we got pizza from Domino's (laughs) kind of deal. So I would say we were a Domino's house. Uh, I am now pizza agnostic. I don't care one way or the other. Although, again, Papa John's is is mid, but that doesn't mean you're not going to eat it. Come on. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't eat a lot of pizza anymore, except occasionally I go to Punch Pizza, which is a local chain here. And Meredith, remember when you and Gregory got ice cream at that Minnesota tchotchke shop? Right Mm -hmm. attached to that next door is my Punch Pizza, which is a wood-fired oven, like traditional Italian... Uh, they cook it for, you know, four minutes at 900 degrees and it's, it's pretty good pizza. So if I'm in the mood for it now, I'll just stop by and pick one up. That's my deal. I can't be bothered to make it. I have make it. We have a section here on pizza chefing and mine will be short, but I just can't be bothered anymore. (laughs) Unlike some other people on this podcast. Well, speaking of other people on this podcast, Meredith, why don't you tell us about your 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 pizza history um it definitely started my mom also made homemade pizza um uh probably very similar to yours and i think our moms would be friends i think they would too um kind of more of a bready chewy crust um probably pretty traditional toppings that everyone could agree on like pepperoni maybe that's it um but it was a rare thing. We were not like a frequent pizza household. Um, if we were getting um, delivery, it was because it was a special occasion, a birthday usually. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Birthday pizza parties. Yeah. So we're having like five or six girls over for my birthday. They're going to order two pizza huts and call it good. Um And that brings me to my teen years, which was every sleepover, which was almost every single Friday, (laughs) we were doing a sleepover (laughs) at somebody's house. And we would get um, two pizza huts, usually a veggie lovers and a pizza or a pepperoni pizza. Um, And that I still kind of have a soft spot in my heart for pizza hut um, veggie lovers. I think it's great. (laughs) I would still eat it, but we don't really order pizza hut anymore um in my uh early to well probably mid to late 20s it became neapolitan because uh we went to duff and i went to italy and Uh italians are (laughs) you were educated well they're sanctimonious as hell about food (laughs) and that's the only way one semester abroad and come back and now it's only neapolitan it was so pretentious it was hard to it was hard to, um, I don't know, agree with. It was. It's very good, but it's like, okay, there's other food in the world, guys. <laughs> Relax. Um, but yeah, it's great. I, you know, I can't complain about it. It's it's delicious, and having pizza in Italy is an experience. Um, these days, we either make our own pizza, which I'll talk about in a bit, or we will order from. There's a couple different places um, that will order from for delivery um 
but the the list is pretty small. There's so much mediocre delivery pizza out there. Yeah. That yep. like and I can make better than that and it's a it's only a matter of like do I not feel like it? Cuz I think even mid pizza is pretty good, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just it's still pizza, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm pizza still going to eat like it. pizza is like sex, right? Yeah. Even bad sex is pretty good. I, I was guess. wondering how long it was going to take us to get to that. Yeah, discussion. somebody had to say it. <laughs> Because I, so, I, disagree, I disagree. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, I'll eat pretty much any pizza. I'm actually disagreeing about the bad sex part. Because I I'm see. not in having bad sex. <laughs> yeah, that's just, a waste of time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but this yeah. I, I, Bobby says pizza is more important than sex. Yep. That's the I headline mean, of the show. Just ask Sam. <laughs> I like pizza. You're still married. Yeah. So we can I, do two things well. Yep. I got a short list, but pizza's on it. <laughs> anyway. Right. Enough information. Yes. Um, yes, you're welcome. I think our pizza life is pretty varied at this point. <laughs> Just imagine I'm talking about... Never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a wide variety of delivery versus making it ourselves. Uh, and it's uh, made for a, a rich and happy marriage. The, the trick is keeping variety in your pizza. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Can't let it <laughs> get stale. And being open to your yeah. partner's pizza desires. If they yeah. want to try yeah. a new kind of pizza. Yeah. A white pizza? All right. Just this once. <laughs> uh, let me make this a little more innocent <laughs> and go back to my pizza history. Fine. So uh, growing up, we did not make pizza at home very often at all. Um, except for sometimes the frozen pizza or uh, microwave French bread Stouffer's pizza. Oh. Which was definitely a part of my childhood, which which lands in that frozen options. But I wouldn't eat those. I, I would say I wouldn't eat those now, but I don't eat those now. It's never occurred to me as an adult to go buy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, though now maybe I will because I'm probably going to do nothing but order pizza after we're done recording this tonight. Yeah. Um, it was Mark's Pizzeria in Webster. That wasn't is still my favorite pizza, and it is a thicker, chewier crust. Um, it is not, you know, Rochester style or whatever style. It's just Mark's style. It's different than any other the pizza there, but it's a popular chain in in my little part of Central Western New York. And I still seek it out. And when I'm driving through the, on the New York State Thruway from Buffalo to Albany or whatever, I know where there's a Mark's Pizzeria that happens to be in the same building as a gas station just off the thruway. And so I will time my lunch break or whatever <laughs> to stop, use the bathroom, get a couple of slices from that Mark's pizzeria and get back on the road. So like my little taste at home, I figured out a way to do it as easily as possible. Um, but I did have a couple of other thoughts about this. My grandmother, and of course I lived with her for a lot of my childhood. So it was relevant. Loved the thinnest of thin, crispy, like oh. on a cracker. <clears throat> I was going to bring w- that up later. Mm-hmm. With Me so too. many toppings <laughs> that they could never hold. Questionable structural integrity. <clears throat> yep. Right. You're really challenging the weight of this charcuterie, like, you know, this, this crudite on a cracker <laughs> of pizza. Yeah. And it was terrible as a kid. It's not what I wanted. Um, and then a couple of other memories that came to mind, and these are both cheap pizza oriented. One was middle school dances, the highlight for me, because I didn't want to dance with 
girls I didn't know and I was nervous was the Ew, fact gross. that they had pizza. They served food at your dances? Yes, they cut oh, up like jealous. triple cut sheet pizzas oh. and served them on napkins. They sold tiny slices of pizza on napkins. Um, and in drama club in middle school, everyone would pitch in like a dollar or two dollars and then we would order like a 24 slice sheet pizza and get it delivered. And I think that they they must have hated us. It was Mark's Pizzeria. It was right around the corner from the middle school. And I'm sure every time the delivery driver was just like, great, I'm going to get paid in ones and quarters. <laughs> I'm going to get a shitty tip from all these kids ordering a, a single sheet pizza. And I always made a play for the corner because I always want the corner. Uh, and then, yeah, just up through adulthood. Uh, now that we're in Boston again, we can, we're, we're sort of discovering the pizza of our neighborhood at the new apartment. We, in the entire time we were at Albany, we never really found a pizzeria we truly loved. We did order just the other day, uh, just Tuesday as we were talking, maybe it was Monday night. Um, Christo's just randomly down here at the end of the street has Greek style pizza, which I really like. That's when they proof the dough in the say. pan. <clears throat> Christo's has to be Greek food. And it was like a perfect embodiment of a Greek style mm. pizza. It made me so happy. So I, I will continue to taste our way around the neighborhood of pizza, but Christos is going to be really hard to beat. And so it is a silver lining. Well, I mean, there's lots of benefits to us living here and living in the same place again in my new job, but like an unexpected bonus is finding good pizza right at the end of the street. And um, that pizza, by the way, was just cheese and pepperoni. Because I know you know my philosophy on trying new food somewhere is that you have to get something really standard and just try it the way they do yeah, it. Yeah, get the classic first. The signature yeah. item. And so to shift right into toppings talk for a moment, I am either a pepperoni guy or a straight cheese pizza guy. I love a cheese pizza. Hmm. Very simple. Uh, or uh, sausage and mushroom together. Hmm. And I and I almost hope that they're white button mushrooms out of a can at that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I want that that texture and that little bit of weird. Yep. I don't want fresh, fancy mushrooms. You just, want dirt taste. Yep. Ground ground sausage and mushrooms or mushroom slices and or rather sausage slices and mushroom. That's that's perfect. That'll be my next Christos or it'll be the sausage and mushroom to see if it lives up to the very high expectations they've set. Yeah. Um, Meredith, your toppings. Yeah. My favorite on earth is pepperoni and green olive, which is, I know a polarizing choice and I know no one else likes it, but I don't care. I do. Cause I like a salt palm. Yeah. yeah that's what I like it. about it. It's salty, salty, salty. Well, everyone else, you guys need to come here and hang out with me a bit more because. Well, that's just, we've done that for years. We need to hang out more. Yeah. Um, Everyone else, maybe my sister and I are the are the two who like this, but um, this is my move. If I was just by myself all the time ordering pizza, this is what I would get every single time. Gregory likes a Supreme, um, which is fine, except green peppers, I think, are such a disappointing pizza topping. Yeah. Um, I think they're gross in general. I think they're bitter and yucky, and I don't like them on a pizza. So if we get a Supreme... Um, which we do often, um, we will we will usually take the green um, peppers off. They don't cook enough. We used to, we found one place in Pawtucket, and Rhode Island has a very distinct style of pizza too that's similar, a similar Greek style. Um, we found a place that sliced all the vegetables like super thin, mm-hmm. like, like wafer thin. And then with the green peppers, it would just basically be like a layer of them 
because they'd spread them out super thin. And that was okay because they actually cooked enough. Yeah, that's the problem because when they're undercooked, they're bitter. And right. it's just kind of gross. So, I think the green pepper is... I'm guessing it's more about the look of the pizza than the taste because having like the rings of green pepper on a pizza, that looks nice. It does look nice, but mm -hmm. you can do the green with green olives. That's my argument. <laughs> my thesis. It's not rings <laughs> of green olives, but okay. No, but it adds some greenness and that's an important element sometimes visually. Right. Uh, and toppings? I'll eat anything, you know. Put whatever on a pizza. You've got to have some faith. I mean, though. you can't call and say that, though, because... <laughs> Just surprise me. Just surprise me. me. <laughs> Give uh, me whatever's laying around. If 100% left to my own devices, I'll just get pepperoni. Although now when I, you know, I said I order from Punch Pizza, if I get pizza nowadays, they have really nice toppings with like prosciutto and arugula and all different kinds of fancy stuff i'm mm -hmm. happy to go with that but if we're talking about a chain pizza whatever I, i'm fine with pepperoni like it's it's classic yeah it really is that classic being said i'll eat a supreme i'll eat a meat lovers I'll, i you know i would rather have something besides cheese or in addition to cheese so maybe plain cheese would not be my preference but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll eat anchovies on a pizza. I'll eat your pepperoni and green olive pizza. I'll have a sweet swine. I think anchovies is maybe something we need to discuss because I, as a salt bomb lover, I tried anchovies once and I thought it ruined the whole pizza because I mm. don't like that fishy taste. So it kind of just like destroyed everything for me and it made me really sad. I mean, hmm. come to think of it, I may never have had anchovies on a pizza so yeah, maybe I, I should reserve my judgment. I don't know that I have. I ordered uh, a Caesar salad not too long ago and didn't even think of it. And they asked me if I wanted the anchovies. I was, we, Sam and I were out to dinner with a couple of other people. And and I was just like, well, yeah, of course. Like, I got a Caesar salad. Of course, I want the anchovies. But I hadn't thought about it because I, I figured they would be, like, chopped up in the salad. No, oh, they gave you anchovy fillets. Didn't four they? anchovy yeah. fillets just yeah. laid on top Yikes. of the salad, and so I I kind of cut them up a little bit, and I I basically like laid the pieces on the croutons as I was eating them. It's the first time I think I've eaten like a, like really seen the anchovy in my salad, <laughs> and it was good, but yeah, it was a salt bomb, and it was very, like it was an explosion of fish flavor salt. Yeah, I. I don't know that I would seek it out. I didn't dislike it. I know there was a trend a while back to eat like canned tinned fish. Oh, I have a bunch of friends who are super into tinned fish still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, I don't think I could do the anchovies or the sardines. Mm -mm. That doesn't, doesn't fly in my house. You have to lock yourself in a bathroom if you want to eat canned fish of any sort. So <laughs> it's just not something we do all that often. <laughs> Things we love about our pets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we talk about some <laughs> toppings that I do have an issue with? Yes. yes, absolutely. And I would say that those are other f dishes as toppings, like cheeseburger pizza. Oh. I like pizza. I like cheeseburgers. I have no interest in having a deconstructed cheeseburger on my pizza, the, you know, ground same. beef and whatever sure. else. Ta yep. Taco pizza, same Taco category. Taco pizzas, exactly. I'm going to have tacos yeah. if that's what I want. I'm not quite sure 
how this got started, but it seems to be pretty prevalent in a lot of places. I have a real problem with um, pizzas where they're going to put... So, okay, a prosciutto with arugula pizza is one thing, where the arugula is put on... I called it arugula. Arugula is put on... <laughs> what, you're on a first... You're on, like, your buddies with arugula? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call, call me arugula. We're best friends. Um, when you put it on after... You don't want it cooked, obviously. So right. that's fine. But there's, like, BLT pizza where they put raw lettuce on top of a pizza. I don't want raw lettuce on my pizza. Like, no. I think that's pretty foul. It's um, for the gimmick at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think with the exception of arugula... I don't want any raw greens on my salad, <laughs> on my pizza. <laughs> how, how do you feel about the extra? So uh, there's a place in Buffalo that I've actually never ordered from, but I follow their Instagram because they're always making like ridiculous specialty pizzas. And so it's Macy's Place Pizzeria. I just opened it up two days ago. They posted a picture of their their gobble till you wobble Thanksgiving pizza with mashers and stuffing, turkey and gravy, corn and cranberry, more gravy drizzled on top but why Uh, why before that it was before that it was the sweet and sticky pork belly pizza with bok choy red and yellow pepper jalapeno red onion um tuxedo sesames glazed blazed and amazed is what they said about it and uh before that was nashville hot chicken pizza with the chicken and the and the pickles and the sauce yeah this is just gimmicky don't hate this this is just roiling up business i think you know what it makes me think of and this goes along with your your gimmicky uh thing here meredith is it reminds me of whatever that soda brand is that that's like thanksgiving dinner soda or sweet corn soda Mm -hmm. like nobody in their right minds is gonna drink that stuff it's not for fun you're gonna buy it once because you're like oh what is that like or you have a youtube channel and you're gonna drink some weird sodas and get some views yep exactly yep I think um, we need to address the issue of pineapple. How do we feel about pineapple? I'm into it. I have no problem. People have such strong opinions yeah, they on do. pineapple on pizza. And I'm like, whatever. If you like it, eat it. If you don't, don't. Well, sure. But do you like it is the question. Absolutely. Okay. Asked and answered. I think I'm okay with it. I think in the right application, it could be good. I don't mind a sweet and salty combo. Mm-hmm. I love a sweet and salty. I can't remember the last time I had pineapple on a pizza because if we're going to order one or two pizzas for a small group, I'm probably not going to order Hawaiian as one of well, them. No. I feel like no. I feel like I have to get up into the five or six or seven pizzas <laughs> range. And I, you know, for work in Albany uh, with with a Christmas show with like hundreds of kids around between rehearsals, I have been responsible for helping order like like eighty pizzas or something at a time. Um, but that's always just like half cheese, half pepperoni, right? Like right. that's just the standard party right. fare. I've never been in a situation where it's like, oh, we could order 10 pizzas. And so one of them is going to be wacky Hawaiian. <laughs> See, I'm thinking, again, it depends on execution, like we're saying. But what if you had like you grilled some pineapple rings and then you like sliced up thinly and grilled and that could, that could be good. I think it right, could be great. I, yeah, I think at most places it's open the can from Dole, right. put on your glove, reach in and grab a handful like and shake off as much chunks. of the liquid as you can. Yeah, maybe it's less successful. <laughs> or c- crushed canned pineapple. Yeah, so oh, that could be yeah. onto something. <laughs> no. Do it yourself. There's also the, the citrus and cheese. 
working in a coffee shop all those years really put me on edge whenever dairy and citrus are coming together. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because people would order like uh, strawberry and steamed milk drinks. I'm just like, you don't know what you want. It's not going to go the hmm. way you think it will. So not a, a lot of ambrosia salad in your uh, <laughs> ancestry, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other toppings that I find particularly controversial. Um, I don't like raw onion. I like caramelized onions. I'll do some cooked mm. onions, but I'm usually a no onion guy, like on a burger or anything else. I'm a pain in the ass at Burger King because I want no onions on my burger, but I want onion rings. You're supposed to have it your way. You can do whatever you want there. <sighs> yeah. You know, they say that, but it's always, well, I don't need a Burger King that often, but mm -hmm. it, I always get like a, huh? When I say that, um, but uh, yeah, raw onion, it's kind of for the same reason as the green peppers. Like if they cut them thin enough, it'd probably be all right. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. raw onion is a very Russian roulette thing. Yep. Too, yeah. because sometimes you get an onion and you're tasting it hours later. Like, woo. And sometimes it's just very mild and pleasant, but you never know it gotta, what it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, it's got to be the right onion. Like you need to use the right kind of onion for what you're cooking with. I think that's right. important. Are we going to get a thin shaved red onion just so perfectly mm -hmm. laid? Or if I'm going to get a giant chunk of Spanish onion? Right. Yeah. Well, as long as we're talking about toppings, then this is an easy drift into pizza styles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a little bit, the, the pizza styles I like are a little less known, like a little less defined globally. But like the Greek pizza is something I really like. And, and in this region, in New England, there's also something, especially on the South Shore, so Boston down through Southeastern Mass and Rhode Island, which is bar pizza, which is very similarly proofed in a in a pan. Uh, and they're very, very similar. Um, that's generally, because I like a little more dough, so I don't want a super thin toss. Like if I'm in New York or somewhere with a big, good slices, giant slices, that's fine. That's not what I seek out. I don't mind a good wood-fired made in 90 seconds pizza, but but I prefer something a little toothier. Mm. And um, that's why I, I will go for a Detroit style if I can get it. Because I like those crispy, crunchy edges too, which here, is here. the nostalgic bit of Pizza Hut for me too, is that squishy crust with a little bit of crisped edge. Oh, man. I don't so want good. a stuffed crust from Pizza Hut. I want that squishy sponge crust yep. of a pan pizza. Um, so that's kind of what I'm usually seeking out. And Hillary, uh, not Hillary, Jesus, Hillary's not here. I was thinking of Hillary because the last time I had good Detroit style pizza was that Via 313 in Austin. And you're so but, close to Detroit. Next time you're here, we'll take you to some real good <laughs> Detroit style pizza. I know. So Meredith, tell us about your native pizza, please. Yeah. Okay. So this is a whole thing. Um, Detroit style pizza, the legend is that Buddy's Pizza uh, invented it using, I'm going to get this wrong, but some sort of pan that they used in automotive maintenance, oh, right? Oh, right. I saw something on this. Yeah, like an oil pan or something. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a rectangular pan. And the fact that like the idea that it's very well oiled from like gross Hopefully not car oil, motor oil is kind of gross, but... Um, so I bought a specific pan for this, um, because Gregory and I will like for years now, we've been, um, 
kind of choosing a recipe and trying to perfect it. And we'll make it every week and record our findings and write notes so that we can do it better next time and things like this. So we've gone through a couple different styles, but Detroit style has been the most successful. And so I got this pan and I use a sourdough crust. And basically what Detroit style pizza is, is a very thick, um, bready crust. Um, and you use a specific kind of cheese, which is called brick cheese made in Wisconsin. Um, it's basically like a low moisture mozzarella. You can use that if you can't find brick cheese and you cut that up and you kind of press it into the dough, um, in this pan and, um, it gets, you especially press it into the edges because the cheese will bubble up and you'll get this very delicious kind of burnt um, cheese around the crust. It's just heavenly. Um, And then you do, so like you cube that up, press it into the dough and you also put mozzarella. Traditionally the toppings are just mozzarella, pepperoni and hot honey, um, which is drizzled on after the fact. Yes. So you're supposed to use, yeah, um, the pepperoni specifically, let me back up a second, is the kind that you slice off of a log. So you have to get the fancy pepperoni because it cups up and Mm -hmm. makes these little grease cups that are so (laughs) delicious. Um, And then after it comes out of the oven, you drizzle it with hot honey, which is just honey with um, chili flakes, basically. Um, And you can make, I've I've got my own that I've made and you can just, but you can also just buy it at Trader Joe's. And it sounds weird, but it's a really wonderful combination. But if you're not into the sweet, salty combo, you can leave that off and it's just as good. Um, so we've been making this for a couple of years now, and I think we have it basically perfected. Um, it requires a really, really hot oven. Um, ours is a convection oven that goes up to 500 and... It needs like quite a lot of time, even at that temperature, um, because it's a very thick, it's almost like making casserole. It's not like Chicago style pizza, but it's very, very thick. So in order to not have a soggy bottom, you do have to cook it for quite a while um, and it gets nice and brown on the top and it's just delightful. So we are to the point where we're like comfortable inviting people over to have this now. So I think we, that's kind of why I think we've perfected it is because I'm comfortable sharing it with other people. (laughs) And like, what day is good for you? Because I'm available, really. Almost every Friday, open. we're doing. This. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I could. Uh, it's a direct flight from from yep. Boston to, to Detroit. Yeah, I've done it. We do it most Fridays, so come on over. Hmm. Hmm. Yum. Upstaging us, yeah. And is there a is there a specific Twin Cities style of pizza? Not that I know of. I don't think it's so. Not like, I feel like you would like know. St. Louis with their shitty Provel on their thin cracker <laughs> pizza. I don't know if we have any St. Louis listeners, but if we do, please attempt to correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. That Provel is terrible. I've had it. It's weird. It's like white Velveeta. Yeah. I don't know a better way to describe it. It's gross. Yeah. Not good. Not not good at all. Um, um, apparently there is a Minneapolis style pizza or a Minnesota style it's simply a thin crust pizza that has a bunch of toppings and cheese. Uh, sounds great. The, the, uh, <laughs> that has to be cut into squares. I do like a crosshatch pizza. So I'm going to get to that. That sounds like a Chicago tavern style pizza to me. 
Interesting. Um, good transition, though, because uh, when I think of Twin Cities, I think of Heggie's Pizza, which I experienced when I was out there for the TBTL live show uh, at the American Legion that they did out there all those years ago. I'd never you- heard of Heggie's in my life before they started talking about it on TBTL. It was such well, a big deal. You know, you're not one to frequent bars and then order a pizza from their True. freezer and cook it for you behind the bar. True. Where that is absolutely the kind of thing that I would do. <laughs> so, especially those kinds of bars. And I just remember being mesmerized by them having an oven behind the counter that was just one pizza size big with one pan that came out and then they could cook these frozen pizzas one at a time in it. Sure. It's like an easy bake oven for pizza. <laughs> a pizza and bake all, oven. All I wanted was I wanted a pizza bake oven and a stack of these Heggie's pizzas. I have seen them frozen at the grocery store, so you can certainly purchase yeah. them. I'm looking at a picture of a Heggie's six-pack pizza right now. Sausage, pepperoni, Canadian bacon, regular bacon, mozzarella, and cheddar cheese. Hmm. Doesn't interest me to have all that stuff on it, actually, but I'd take whatever one I could get right now um and do you do if if you don't have a traditional regional pizza style do you have a preferred frozen pizza it has been so long since i have eaten frozen pizza like it never ceases to amaze me when i go to the grocery store and you know you walk down the frozen aisles plural the pizza sections are huge yeah Uh uh-huh and it makes me realize there are a lot of people in this country that are cooking frozen pizza. And I uh-huh. don't know why I'm not one of them. Like, I would say in my early 20s or whatever, when I was poor, we did some cheap frozen pizza. But I, it was just like Tombstone because that was a very successful advertising campaign. What do you sure want is. on your Tombstone, right? <laughs> and they're two bucks a pizza or whatever it was. But... um I, I, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. I don't think I've ever had a DiGiorno. I don't, Boboli, did we talk about that? I don't think I've ever had one of those. Yeah, not the frozen section, but we should talk, there's, I think there's a whole category here of, of sort of cheating pizza, right? So there's frozen pizza, but then there's Boboli. Like, yeah, there's like in halfway. Bake. Yep. And we don't have this out east, but uh, Papa Murphy's on the West Coast. Yes, we have that. my mind. Yeah. Yep. Of the take and bake pizza and Will and I went in there and Aiden was working. I've got a great picture of Aiden giving us the middle finger from behind the counter. <laughs> and you go in and, and they, they put together the pizza for you. Un, if anybody's unfamiliar, it's just an unbaked pizza. So you, they put the dough and all the toppings. And then they have like a sh- big shrink wrap uh, or saran wrap roll. And they just shrink wrap the pizza and send it home with you. Yep, and then yep. you put it in the oven. I remember Mike telling us all those years ago that when Papa John's came into the Pacific Northwest, they had to mark it on differentiating that they baked the pizza for you. <laughs> right. Well, I think there's something to be said because I it, many, many years ago when my brother Carl moved into an apartment and wanted to have like a apartment warming party. And he was asking me, you know, what kind of food he should have. I said, why don't you get Papa Murphy's? Because then you'll bake it in the apartment and you'll have really, really great pizza smell. 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the smell of baking pizza rather than the smell of delivered pizza, you know. So I think there's definitely something to be said for baking it yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I actually like the store grocery, like the dough, the pre-made pizza dough. Sure. Because that's easy. And I'll I'll cheat with that. Um, I'll also cheat with um, uh just flatbreads like nons or the some places have these just very round flat pitas but they're not you know they don't have a pocket in them mm-hmm. and we'll make pizza on that it's just with cheese and sauce and toppings it's grown-up um, lunchables <laughs> yeah what it is yeah. marginally higher quality yep um meredith is frozen pizza a thing in your world or just because you've perfected the way you cook pizza it's really not i don't remember the last time i made a frozen pizza um so i th- think it's something that i just came on maybe accidentally at friends houses and such and i think it's just kind of bad i just don't like it very much yeah it's never as good as delivery it's never as good as homemade no you know we eat it more than we should and it's always referred to as the emergency pizza in our house (laughs) like there's always one in the freezer and if we're absolutely hungry and don't know what to do or sam really hates to cook and so if, if she's home alone for a couple of days, she'll cook the emergency pizza. And we have this convection oven that actually is, is about as close to that bar oven as I'm going to get because it is just big enough for pizza. And I have a pizza stone that goes in it. And so you, you can sort of do it a little bit better that way. But uh, despite what I like about a real, you know, fresh pizza, for frozen pizza, I like the cheapest grocery store brand, the thinnest crust. Mm, because yep. it sort of minimizes how much they can fuck up. Yeah. And then we'll add more seasoning to it. Like we'll add, you know, basil and oregano and whatever to it. Yeah. Oh, I meant to mention, by the way, we're doing pizza styles. And I forgot to mention that Buffalo does have a distinct pizza style. It's a sweeter red sauce, but most importantly, cup and char pepperoni, which I think is similar to what the Detroit style gets, where it's the narrower and it's cut a little thicker. And so when it cooks, it curls up into yep. a cup shape and it holds mm-hmm. on to all its grease. Yep. It must be the same thing. Yeah. Cup and char pepperoni. Always a good sign. Um, Meredith, is there anything more we should know about your, your kitchen chefing? Yeah. So we've done the same process of choosing a recipe and trying to perfect it for a couple of different styles of pizza. And the first one is Dayton style. And I don't know if this is like a a recognized style or not, but there's a place in Dayton called Marion's Pizza. And I think maybe Gene is the only listener who will recognize what this is. But Marion's is a big favorite of the Skidlaric family. So I've married into the Marion's loving group of people. And Marion's is a thin crust like cracker crust style, not thin crust, cracker crust style. And they chop up all their ingredients super duper fine. Like everything is the same dice. So it's not like there's a pepperoni. It's like a diced up pepperoni. It's a diced up onion. It's a diced up pepper. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Pizza mirepoix. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that makes things easier and more even for them. Um, But Marion's, like, every time I've been in there, it's always super busy. Like, the locals love that place. It's a local chain. Very popular. Um, And so we tried Marion's basically 
to like pr- reproduce Marion's style. And it was like so easy. We did it almost immediately. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, we did it. This is great. <laughs> um, and the next challenge we took on was Chicago thin crust. So I think Chicago style pizza as in deep dish is, I mean, uh, all right, I'm going to take a stand. I don't think that's pizza. I think it's casserole. Yeah. Yep, it's intense. Agree. Bobby, we've had Chicago style pizza together before. Together. Yep. It's, and it's, you can bad, have one piece and then yeah. you're done. Like you can't have more than one and it's kind of unsatisfying and it's so heavy. And as somebody without a gallbladder, it's like, <laughs> you know, I just feel like <laughs> I'm carrying around a lead weight in my gut afterwards. So Chicago also makes a thin crust, um, which there's a great recipe on the New York times. Um, Kenji Lopez all like does a super deep dive on this pizza and the recipe is for a thin crust you cut it into squares which for some reason i love you do that with a date and style as well they're very similar in that way but this one has i think it's just pepperoni or i think it's sausage and pepperoncinis and it's so good it's very very delicious and that one you make the dough days and days ahead of time and you let it dry like you let it cure which is weird um you make this very thin dough and then you just leave it. I have to leave it in the oven. Otherwise the cats will eat it um, with the oven off for like two days. Um, so it can kind of dry out and become leathery, which doesn't sound appetizing. But hmm. when you bake it, it's great. It doesn't get soggy. It holds up so you can pick up a square and it doesn't fall over. So hmm. the Dayton style, Chicago style and Detroit style are the three that we've like perfected. I love a square cut pizza because you have so many options for the type of piece. I won't say slice the type of piece that you have, because if you get an interior piece, when you have no edge crust, that's one thing. And then you can get an edge crust and then you can get the teeny weeny little pieces that are mostly crust. Like the little corners. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. saying, saying corners is is weird on a round pizza. But yes, corners. And I like that because it doesn't feel like you're actually having a real slice. So you can eat like 40 of those and yep. still right. feel virtuous. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want an interior piece. I want at least some handle. I want a crust. Um, I think it's it's one of those where you can't have the light without the dark you yeah you need an interior piece to make you appreciate the edges we always serve sure. up kind of a variety to each other so that we have edges and middles um because they're both they both have their virtues sure sure um like i said we do a little bit of um do a little bit of frozen pizza occasionally more than i'd like to admit but it does happen Sometimes I'll buy the dough and make it. I should make, I mean, I've got the damn mixer. I should make my own dough, but I just don't do that very often. Um, but really just those flatbreads from the, from the pita section, we just like the flavor of them and it works I out really well. I think those make a great pizza. And yeah. it's super easy. Um, we should start doing that more. We, Sam was just saying we need to start cooking more, which I agree. We've been eating nothing but takeout for like the last three weeks just because of the nature of moving. Well, that's and, what yeah. you do when you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
but probably not tonight. pizza dough requires pizza. it requires some amount of pre-planning which is not always kind of in the spirit of pizza so i feel like right. a lot of times it's just like hey let's have pizza and then you order something the people down the street have lots of dough and giant ovens and all the <laughs> yeah, toppings yeah. exactly like if i'm making yep. detroit style i have to plan it on a wednesday to make it on friday so yeah. it requires like okay are we going to be home are we going to have time to do all this dough prep? Like we, you know, it's, it's not spontaneous. I forget which of the chains is marketing this now, but I know they're doing like a crustless pizza bowl, which is just like the sauce and cheese and toppings. I think it's meant to be, you know, keto friendly. Mm. It does sound tempting. Not pizza, but it's not, I think we can all agree. That's not pizza. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I had a, Shashushka today for lunch. What? And that's basically what that is at this point, right? Because it's just like eggs cooked in red sauce. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's shakshuka. Yep. That's what I meant to say, shakshuka. Yep. I don't know what shakshuka is, but it's something I just made up. Spicy tomato sauce and eggs. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Breakfast food. Did not make it. I was out at a cafe and well, was feeling it's a fancy. pain in the butt to make. I've made it yeah. plenty of times. Yeah, but it's delicious. It really is. Now I see if shishishka is a thing. Shishishka. <laughs> Probably. No, it just just keeps uh, redirecting me to. Oh well. You're anyway. not gonna have the same luck as with perfectation. Perfectation, yeah. Um, and smitten kitchen pizza recipe. Yeah, when I do make pizza, which as I said, I haven't done for ages, I usually just use the smitten kitchen recipe from her first cookbook i don't know is she on her third cookbook now whatever I think so. but it's, it's it's so easy it's dough it's mozzarella it's tomato sauce it's basil poof it's doesn't take a whole lot of planning on that as long as you have the ingredients so and it's it's kind of fun to have your own little homemade yeah. pizzas and just a plug for Smitten Kitchen, Kitchen in general. She like I just feel like you can't go wrong with her recipes. No, because she yeah. is so much more obsessive about what she wants and being willing to do the work to get exactly yes. what she wants. Then she's like America's Test Kitchen, yeah, a one the, woman show. Like ninety percent of other food bloggers slash recipe developers don't do anywhere near the work that she does in her recipe development. Yeah. Yeah. I made a tomato soup slash grilled cheese combo that she posted a while back. Um, I made that last week and I've been having it for lunch every day. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leftover tomato, homemade tomato soup. You toast a piece of bread, you throw it on the top, and then you broil it with cheese. Mm-hmm. It's so good. <laughs> it's a grilled cheese yeah. and tomato soup all in one. And we should say that unlike America's Test Kitchen, she's not especially fussy with ingredients like she's all she's a woman with two youngish children living in a new york apartment right so she's not um making 20 step recipes or anything she's always on the quest to like what makes this easier what makes this better but it's never it never sacrifices quality right she's also not a union buster like the owners of america's test kitchen (laughs) well you know when your only employee is yourself, it's a little yep. hard. <laughs> Unionize against yourself. <laughs> um, it's not on the run sheet, but it it just crossed my mind quickly here, and I think we can just do this very fast. 
Quick takes. Pizza bagels. Let's just say we had a pizza bagel. I wasn't allowed to eat stuff like that, so maybe never. (laughs) Silence. I've never had a pizza bagel. This is a whole thing. Even like the frozen little tiny ones that, that... So... I haven't had one in a long time. I'm not really wild about them, but I'm just trying to think of other foods that are pizza adjacent. Um, those pizza bites with the 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 pockets of pizza and the frozen little dough bites. I can't. Why am I forgetting the name of those? Sure, like Totino's pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. That's it. Pizza rolls. I'll um, I'll get down with a pizza roll probably once every couple of years. I'll buy a bag of pizza rolls. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anything like that. I, I think the closest I, I ever get have ever gotten, I should say, is the Weight Watchers individual pizza. And it comes with a little, not foil, but whatever insert thingy that you're supposed to cook it on top of to make it crispy, which it doesn't. And it's it's not food, but when you're dieting, it's an approximation of food and pizza that's acceptable because you're so desperate. There was a time in my life when I was occasionally eating those lean cuisine Sure. Mini pizzas that come with the microwavable tray. Yeah, the crisping tray. Yeah, what is that made of? Because it can't be metal. It can't be metal. Yeah. It's magic. (laughs) Well, it doesn't work, so it's really nothing. (laughs) Yeah, the magic is tricking us to buy it. They also, we talked about magnets when we were planning this show, and it's in that same category. Yep. Yeah, I think like the the prime years where I would have had a Totino's pizza roll. I was a vegetarian mm. and I was not about to be eating. Sure. I don't know. I'm sure they make ones that are just cheese, but that seems like a waste of time. <laughs> like, so, why, would, um, why would you do I that? Don't, I don't want to stereotype, but your, um, your attitude toward marijuana has shifted later in life. Yes. <laughs> and so I think you were beyond the Totino's pizza roll phase. You're right. I was definitely not into marijuana when I was a vegetarian. So those two things did not intersect. Yeah. I was, I was very much more likely to roast a big sheet pan of vegetables and put herbs and mozzarella on it. That's what I was doing mm-hmm. when I, I was think, at home. <laughs> Meredith, this is speculation, but we just talked about you know, having sort of similar moms in terms of their attitudes towards healthfulness yep. and being healthy eaters. And something like a pizza roll would have been so completely oh, no, no, no. off the table yeah. as far as that. I think I think even as an adult free to make my own decisions, I, I think a little bit of that conditioning still applies. Me where too. I would just not consider buying something like that. I mean, we had ramen noodles and it was because we all had low blood pressure. <laughs> like that's why we were allowed to eat ramen. <laughs> otherwise, that uh, that was the only convenience food we had in the house. And it was because otherwise we would all faint every time we stood up. So, And I never even heard of ramen until I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We should expand into an episode about other garbage foods. But for me, pizza rolls was on that list of things I didn't have until I was an adult because my mother right. would never pay for them. Yeah. Right, because that was rich people food. So, yeah, yeah no <laughs> so you, you bought yourself a six pack of Capri Sun and some pizza rolls. Exactly right. <laughs> I feel like that's something I would have seen it like when I was babysitting, but I never in a million years would have like put something in the oven. Right when right. I was babysitting, right. it was like like Milano cookies 
and oh, ju- yeah, juice boxes. Cheese That's what rich puffs. people. Yeah. That's what I wanted when I was babysitting. Yeah. The people that had the giant jar of cheese puffs. Uh, I just wanted Sausalitos because my mom would never in a million years pay for those. Well, that's only like eight cookies in a whole package. Cause right. They have, they have so many little fluted cups <laughs> separating get, out sections. Yeah, my stepdad would get her a pack of them for her birthday and we were not allowed to touch them. Ooh, <laughs> so. I hear you on that. Yeah. I drove past Sausalito, California when I went out to Mirror Woods and just couldn't stop thinking about the cookies. They're so good. <laughs> Uh, pizza combos, pizza Pringles. These are things I don't, I don't like combos and I don't really, I like Pringles, but I don't like, I don't buy pizza Pizza combos do not taste like pizza. No, that is the problem with pizza flavored stuff is it really doesn't capture the essence of a pizza. It tastes like tomato combos. Yep. And maybe some like basil or something in there. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I would rather, well, I'd rather have a plain like Pringle than a pizza Pringle. Give me a nacho cheese combo. Good enough. I haven't had a combo in ages. Yeah, dry crumbly cheese and pretzels. You wouldn't think it was a winning combination, but somehow it is. I don't know. I just think combos, when you get down to it, the reality is not as good as the fantasy. (laughs) Like so many things in this life. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of fantasy, the question of the week, what is your perfect pizza? Oh, lay it on us in as little or as much detail as you need. And uh, given the outpouring of pictures with pets, I mean, I think a picture of your perfect pizza, if you have one, wouldn't hurt. Yep. Okay. Uh, Tishi recommends the OXO Good Grips Little Salad Dressing Shaker and Greens. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Um, We'll just throw it out there. And then, um, Meredith, I was wondering if you've got links to these great recipes, we could certainly put them in. They're kind of ones that I have developed um, oh, so over they're, time. They're proprietary. You're not going to time to write a cookbook. Well, no, not that they're proprietary. I'm happy to share them. That that, but they would just be in text form, not oh. in convenient link form. You're not. You're not going to write a five thousand word essay on how this recipe changed your life first. I have to scroll through it. I can do that. Just hit I'm the jump opposed. to recipe button, Bobby. ChatGPT, please write an <laughs> essay about this recipe for Meredith. I may not have told you guys, but we have contemplated. And nobody steal this, TM, TM, TM. Um, the idea of coming up with a recipe blog called Jump to Recipe, where we just have recipes and there's no <laughs> bullshit before it. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Going back ah. to Smitten Kitchen, she is the only person where I will read the bullshit before the recipe because yeah. she's a great well, writer. Yeah. And her bullshit is very minimal and yep. related to the recipe. It's not mm-hmm. like, I was born on a houseboat. And oh, the kiddos and I went with the hubs to the Ew, apple picking orchard. Gross. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, All right, you guys should start a pizza blog though, because I mean, that'd if, be good. If it was twenty, if it was twenty years ago, really, you should start a pizza blog. But I just searched my photos. Yeah, I searched my photos app for pizza, and there's a picture of me in Ireland in 2003 eating a gyro. <laughs> 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 with little John Lennon glasses. <laughs> Jesus. Because it was Actually, 2003. I do want to go look for the pizza. I know there must be. There's pictures of us from Chicago, right? There must be. I know. I've seen them. From when we ended I up in the same place like at the same time. I also look like I'm 
dressing to be an Abercrombie model. I'm wearing like seven layers of clothes. Okay, I got to put this in the slack. (laughs) What are you talking about? Abercrombie models don't wear clothes. I was dating a guy who worked at Abercrombie, so I got all sorts of free Abercrombie clothes. That's the only way I could afford any of that. (sighs) Well, with that. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I think we could probably talk about pizza a while longer, but um, we got to end it because we all got to go order pizza. Yeah, exactly. I got to get my order in now. Point. Oh, so, Meredith, that's a great picture. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, please get involved with our show at thisshowhaseverything.com or our Facebook group. You can come and look at the pictures of the cute pets and I answer the pizzas. question of the week. Yeah. Ooh, pets making pizzas. That's an Instagram page. Uh, email us at tshishow at gmail.com and send us a voice memo if you care to. Um, describing your perfect pizza in detail. We would love that. And as always and forever, the AOL keyword is tshi. Thank you for joining us. And that was everything in this preliminary discussion of pizza. I eat antipasta twice Just because she is so nice Angelina Angelina The waitress at the pizzeria I keep soup and minestrone Just to be with her alone Angelina Angelina The waitress at the pizzeria you Angelina, I adore you. Cutlet Parmesan So that I can gaze upon Angelina Angelina The waitress at the pizzeria If she'll be My cotamia Then I'll join in matrimony With the girl who serves Spumoni Angelina will be mine So that I can gaze upon Angelina Angelina The waitress at the pizzeria Now if she'll be a My cotamia Then I'll join in matrimony With the girl who serves Spumoni And Angelina will be mine